joining us today for another episode of What's Your Why Wednesday. I'm Laura Brandeo, and today I am joined by the lovely Toby Libra. She is the sales director at Knowledge Coop. Well, number one, Toby, thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Oh, thank you so much. You are so lovely. And, and I, before we even start, I want everyone to realize Toby and I have never met in person. We actually just know each other from LinkedIn. And once again, I want to remind everyone out there the power of social media. And remember, social media means being social. So communicate on your social media because that's how you form relationships. Okay, so Toby, most of us, came into the mortgage industry by accident, but we stayed in the mortgage industry because it's tied to our personal and professional why. So first question, what's your why? Well, Laura, my why has evolved. <laughs> um, when it started, I was the owner of a staffing agency at a very young age. I found out I was pregnant with twins. I was working 70, 75 hours a week growing this small business. And I knew that's not where I wanted to be with two new babies. Um, I sold my part of the business out and got my real estate license is how all of this crazy life started. And I was able to have them with me. I could set my own hours. And I started with a large national agency for two years and then opened my own and owned my own real estate agency for almost 14 years. Wow. After that, uh, out, just outside of St. Louis. And it's my why at that point was financial, of course. It was a very lucrative industry until um, 2008 hit. <laughs> I was smack dab in the middle of a, a five-year-old, six-year-old agency at the time um, with two toddlers at home. So uh, my why was then in the beginning, uh, they've always stayed a part of my why, uh, obviously, but it's, it's definitely evolved. And then my why became knowledge. And when I transitioned to the finance side, uh, I was an REO specialist and foreclosure specialist um, in real estate. So I went to, uh, when we moved to Gulf Shores, Alabama, went to a finance company that did lender placed insurance. And so I was the REO specialist there and then had the opportunity to open the cybersecurity division and start oh, that. Wow. So my why became knowledge for myself. It, it went from finance and freedom and for family to knowledge. And then a couple of years ago, um, we've talked a lot about uh, not being the youngest in the room anymore. My why really changed to a give back. And it wasn't just a give back to the company anymore. It was about mentoring and it was about showing that that glass ceiling is more fragile than it's ever been. And all you got to do is punch it. <laughs> I, so. com I completely agree. And number one, it, it is, I agree with you that our why absolutely evolves, right? I mean, we know a lot of times if you start off your career in our industry very early, it's for financial gain, right? So we, we come in because we see there's a great opportunity for growth and for financial comfort, okay? Yes. And then of course, you know, if we become moms, 
that certainly takes up most of our why, right? So we are focused in on family and developing and, and building that um, comfort again and protection and security for our family. And then, you know, it's funny, Toby, before we hit record, you had mentioned that moment of where you were, who said it, and what it felt like the first time someone said that you were a mentor and they were watching you. So take us to that moment and, it, and share with us. Absolutely. Um, I told you, well, before we were on camera, probably two big feelings in that. It was last spring um, bef before conferences went, you know, completely away. But we happened to be doing that networking in some hotel lobby after conference day is over and and you're still smiling and doing your thing and one of my dear colleagues who who is much younger than I and has become a dear friend and and was a client says that she's watching and thank you and I said thank you for thank you for what and she said letting me know I can get there and my first reaction was, where's that? Where am I? Where? <laughs> where are we? And I think we get caught up in this, that we're so busy getting the company where it needs to be, our families where they need to be. We forget where we are sometimes or what we've accomplished because it always seems to take a backseat, especially for women, that we're just worried about the welfare um, of everyone else. And it hit me two things, the absolute flattery of it, that you've actually done something right. And the second part was this, the terrifying realization of that responsibility. It's kind of cool that somebody's watching you, but oh my God, somebody's watching it, right? So the responsibility of showing all of it, the hard work, the balance, which trust me, I will preach about work-life balance all day long. Do not think for one second I have that conquered. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever has It's that an conquered. everyday battle, but having it conscious in your mind helps. And so I, I couldn't stop smiling. And I said, no, thank you. Because all of a sudden you turned on a part of my brain that hasn't been there because I've been so deep into what I'm doing to not see what I'm doing. That's right. That's and right. it really kicked in a responsibility. And I truly believe that moment a year ago is when my why changed. Because as we become successful in our career paths, that's not really the why anymore. Your kids are grown and now mine are off to college. Um, that's still always a why, but of not course. the why. And my why at that moment became to help others that are younger and mentoring and making that become, truly become my why. Yeah. And it's interesting, Toby. I mean, I don't know about you. I can speak for myself. When I was coming up through the mortgage industry, I didn't see other women I didn't, I honestly didn't because I was building a company. I yeah. never left my building. So yeah. the other women worked for me. They were my team members, right? 
but I wasn't at conferences. I wasn't on social media. I was just working, like head down, focused, working. I didn't even think that there was someone I could reach out to or have a conversation or have someone even tell me, hey, you're feeling the same thing that I felt at your age. I, it didn't even exist. So exactly. the joy that I'm seeing now is that you are, we are waking up. I don't know, we were sleeping or something, something happened to us, but now we all woke Completely. up. And Completely. And I believe that we all should be mentees and mentors because we always have something to learn always i don't care where you are in your career or life you always have something to learn don't and ever let me be the smartest answer. person in the room yes <laughs> that's right that's exactly right wow so yes i love that so what are you doing to apply that like how are you applying that newfound why that you're realizing is part of your mission well you know i've recently had a role change so now as a sales director at knowledge cube our why is a little different. Um, it has become, I, I was always training in cybersecurity uh, to all our finance individuals. And, and that was great because it really did give a purpose. Um, now I've shifted to a new audience and it is training and educating loan officers in, in every level of staff within our finance institutions. But what that why became transferred over from my cyber of this doesn't need to be a box that we check off. I want to truly get our industry individuals engaged in wanting to be educated and wanting to know compliance standards and actually implementing them instead of, oh, I got to check this box off for an audit. That's not what this is about. If you are simply just going through your education, training, CE, whatever it is for your part of the industry, and you are only letting that run on your screen while you're over here working on another screen, why are you doing this? Because at that point, we are not helping who us as an industry is set out to help, which is the consumer. So mine trickles down. I don't get to see the consumer much anymore. But if I can make our people passionate about educating themselves and knowing why they have to do this and then wanting to do it, then it just trickles down to they are the best benefit for the consumer that there is. So you have to remember that while you're not always in front of that audience of the mass of people, what you do is going to trickle down to the mass of people. That is Does right. that make sense? A hundred percent. And that leads me to another question of something we were speaking about before we hit record. So yes. that having a positive effect and education and communication of how it ties into all of our families, you yes. were telling me a story of a presentation that you were giving and yes. you had mentioned about a story that you shared, a personal story that ties into why we all need to be aware of some of the things having to do with cybersecurity. So can Correct. you please share that story with us? Yeah, absolutely. This The information security side of training has always been my passion. Uh, I was speaking about four years ago, three or four years ago in Texas, they run together. Um, <laughs> But I was, I was speaking to a group of finance executives about the importance of information security. 
And it had dawned on me a couple speaking gigs before that, not only are these colleagues, but this is big family of people in this, in this industry. We have to be, or we'd all lose our mind. Right. So, um, I started thinking about personal experiences revolving around security and that this wasn't just about teaching our finance institutions how to protect their banks, but how to protect their people. And then our individual colleagues and people, how to protect their families. And I have, you know, two, two twin boys here, um, gamers, of course, their whole life. I had heard a conversation while cooking in the kitchen and they're playing Call of Duty or whatever, some, you know, game about, oh, where are you from, comes across the speaker. My kids have been raised with a cybersecurity mom, so immediately he's like, ah, I'm out of here. But I started thinking about that one five-second instance, how it would translate to our, to our industry and colleagues. What if you're not in this role? And that seems like a very simple question. So I told the story in this presentation. And I said, please pay attention on gaming platforms. There are predators, there are bad guys, hackers. They're all hiding in there. Um, and you're dealing with genius minds. These aren't just raging lunatics, you know, out on the street. These are genius minds. And um, I, I told the story. So watch your families, watch your kids. There's nothing wrong with listening in on conversations, especially this day and time, especially on these gaming platforms. It was pretty simple five minutes of my speech. Two weeks later, I had a LinkedIn message from someone I didn't know and said, hey, I sat through your uh, conference session in San Antonio. Can I call you? I'm like, absolutely. I, I don't know what it's about. She calls me and tells me that the night before she had heard her 10, 12 year old son on a game in their living room. Again, same scenario. She was in the kitchen and the question started, oh, where do you live? What school do you go to? Blah, blah, blah. And instantly I can hear her tears start. I tend to get hardened with this, but now it's personal. I start and she said, if I hadn't sat through your session for my job, we could be in a very different conversation right now. I ran in, I, I started talking to the person, the conversation got very graphic and violent and I unplugged all the games. And she said, if you hadn't made your career speech personal, it would have never had my radar up and what could have happened to my son. Wow that hits hard <laughs> because you don't realize the impact you're having with just a little personal insight when we're talking about our careers or our professions or what we're doing. And if I had never told that story, maybe nothing would have happened. Maybe it would have. That's right. And there again, your why evolves. I don't care where I'm at or who I'm talking to. If it's a room of 500 or five, there's going to be a personal story about cyber in there because we have to, we have to let our family uh, of colleagues know what's really out there. And, and it's, it's with anything we do. It's with what you do. You have knowledge I don't have about the industry. If you share those with me in a personal connotation, it's going to stick. You'll in my remember book. it. That's right. 
So um, again, another evolve of why. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and you know what, again, I at what I just said about how I didn't realize what was out in our industry at the time that I was coming up, mainly because social media wasn't really as prevalent as it is now, right? But listen, we came through 2020. We're all mostly working from home, or even if we're working in an office, a lot of the other people we deal with are remote and across the country. We have to connect with each other. We yes. are part of that family. And we have to share our stories and our knowledge and our connections and our, our bond together because together, not only can we take care of the consumers and the families that we serve, but each other. We grow more. We learn more. We become better executives and processors and, and leaders and loan officers and all of those things. We become better because we share together. And again, I've seen an evolution in our industry for the good. I've seen yes. a good evolution that we now are understanding. We live in an abundant world. No one has to hide information. No one has to hold on to anything because there, it's an abundant world. And the more that we know and we connect and we share, the better it is for everyone, our industry and the families we serve. Right. I love that story, Toby. That means so much because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You think that our kids are dealing with people like us. And we can't even envision, and you said it, yeah. I, I've made, I've made the comment many times. If hackers and those bad people would just apply their brilliance to good things, just imagine what we would have in the world, right? We talk about this all the time within our groups. If they would use their powers for yeah. good, we would have a cure for cancer. We would have, yeah, there's no, but the psychology of it is that you're just not dealing with rational mindset. Yeah. And, and people think this is all because of money, you know, nine times out of 10, this is a very young person that it, it's about power. Wow. You know, of course there's, there's whole groups that are about money, but when you talk about the social aspects of the dark side of the yeah. cyber world, a whole lot of that is power. Can I do this? Wow. And then I get to go tell my friends, I did this. I was smart enough to do this hack. And so when you're not dealing with financial gain and you're dealing with a power trip, that's hard to combat. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that's a world that we can't even comprehend, you know, because our brains don't think like that. So right. it's wow, what you're doing. And, and again, as I stated in the beginning of this, Toby and I have never had a full conversation before this moment. And I'm yes. sitting here just fascinated by what she's telling me as my brain is thinking, I need to get her in front of many other people to share this. That is the power of us coming together, listening and sharing and connecting. And then of course, benefiting lots more people than just the two of us. So raise, I encourage everyone out there share it, have those conversations. Don't ever be afraid to reach out to someone and say, Hey, I think we connected this time. It was your birthday. It was just a birthday yeah. message. That yeah. was it. That's all. <laughs> That's all. You know, I, and I think we have to think about the deeper things in our industry. You know, let's be honest, annual compliance training. There's nothing sexy about that. Not a lot of sex. Right. So when you, but when you think about where those fundamentals come yeah. from, 
on this is knowing that we're doing things right for a bigger protection of everyone. So they're like, how do you get all this personal junk out of compliance training? Well, here's why. Two weeks after a speech on information security and compliance for banks, I have a woman who could have possibly saved a really bad situation. So we have to be personal about these things and we have to do the deeper thinking that this isn't just checking off a box to get it done for an audit. These, these trainings are so important if we open our brains up to how does it translate to everyday life, not just my career. That is correct because it is personal. I mean, it really is our careers, our journeys, everything that we do, it's personal. It's real. It, it absolutely ties to us as individuals and our families. We, we see that. So yes, love it. All right. Final question of, I think I know the answer already, but I'll let you answer it. So what do you want to leave as your legacy for the world? You know, it's divided to provide this information to protect all of our people. Um, and, and we discussed that it's not just people in our institution, because if we train them correctly, then that's trickling to the consumer. So sometimes when we're not consumer facing in the industry, we forget that. But what we've done to educate and train our people trickles down to the consumer. We're still touching those lives, correct? 100%. My, and this is a 50-50 divide for me on that. And now that, again, not the youngest person in the room, mentoring and building this up. You know, you talked about um, how many of women have come through with management and executive level positions now. It's very different. And I respect that so much from my mentors um, because we also discuss mentee and mentor. I never stop finding someone else to garner information from. Uh, and so it's that balance of me still learning and respecting what so many people before me had to go through for me to be where I'm at now then you realize that people are watching you and the whole attitude shifts, correct? So now I'm 50% knowledge and training our people to send educated loan officers and staff out into the consumer world. And I'm 50%. I so desperately want young women to know, especially in FinTech, because you go from being 10 women in the room out of 100 to one. There were several instances. I'm the only security person in the room that is a woman. Go into these fields. It's so rewarding. We're still in this industry I love, but it's it's same, but it's different. And I know it seems intimidating. My degree is not in computer science. I don't have a degree in cyber. I was a salesperson and change that mindset. Why are we always looking at sales as this negative connotation? We are helping these companies survive. We're bringing it in, right? For everyone else. So my world balance. I actually think women are probably the best salespeople because we can relate 
and understand and and make sure we're providing value and making yes. sure that we're giving that proposition to them to make sure it's the right thing for them, whether it's an individual or whether it's a company. So 100%, that negative thought, brush it away because at yeah. most women, we want to help people. And when you're in a sales role, you're able to help a lot of people. And yes. that is a benefit to everyone. So true. And we hear all the time that we're emotional thinkers. And I used to try so hard and I would stone face that and be like, I'm not going to be emotional. Um, after about 40, that changed for me. You're <laughs> right. We are emotional thinkers. And that is why we are so good at what we do. Well, because we connect, we can connect. tell when someone is, I always like to body language is, is a big thing, right? We can pick up yes. on the body language of, uh oh, I either hit on something that I need to continue down this path, or I hit on something that made them uncomfortable, and I'm not going to. So you're right, that emotional thinking we pay attention to the full aspects, every single piece of it. And that is tied to our emotional emotions. And it is not a negative. It is a positive. And you can't go into this without an authentic self because their clients, customers, people in general are going to pick up that you're selling them. If it's either authentic or don't do it at all. Correct. I right. Love it. Yes. Yes. Well, Toby, number one, I'm so grateful that I asked you to be on What's Your Why? And you said yes. So thank you so much for that because now, now we're, we have a relationship. Now we're bonded. Now we're going to continue this conversation. And for everyone watching this, number one, make that be your takeaway. The, remember, you are influencing someone right now. Right now, you are an influencer. Someone is watching what you do, how you do it, where you are, what's going on, just the same as someone is influencing us, whether it's our children that we're influencing, our business partners, or whoever's out there. Remember, someone is always being influenced by you, by your words, by your actions, by who you are. So make yourself a great example of what you want to see in the world. So Toby, thank you so much. We will continue this conversation in more things. So look out for me and Toby out there because we're connected <laughs> now and we wish you all the best. Thanks, Laura, so much. I really appreciate it.